we're going to talk with Josh Paget. Josh did the uh, New Urbanism Film Festival for years. How long, Josh? Five years. And then it became the Better Cities Film Festival. It was going to be in Detroit. Where was it going to be in Detroit? At Cinema Detroit. It was a locally owned independent cinema in the heart of downtown. Of course, you had to go online, but some of the proceeds are going to still go there to support yeah, we're still trying to, I mean, we're dedicated to moving to Detroit, and so we wanted to support them. It's been hard on everybody, especially the arts, so we're, some of the ticket proceeds will still go to support Cinema Detroit. Well, you gave Bike Talk listeners this great opportunity uh, to get 20% off all the festival passes. Here's the, the code. It's Bike Talk 2020, capital B, capital T. 20% off the whole festival, but it's only until the 11th, right? That's right. You buy a ticket by the 11th and then uh, you'll have seven days to finish watching it. Oh, okay, good. And so we have a few people on to, uh, we, we saw bicycling in cities. We have uh, Norman Marvin or Marvin Norman. Sorry, I get them mixed up. We have Lynn Ingram. We have Jennifer Gill. But we also have one of your uh, movie makers, Ryan Henry, who did a movie that's in a different category that we didn't see, but maybe we could do another episode with Ryan. Ryan, you, you have a movie called Spokespeople? That's right. We have a, a short documentary and I, I think it's part of the better transport uh, block of uh, short docs. Okay. Can you wanna tell us a synopsis? Sure, I'd be happy to. It's um, it's about different members of the bike community in Los Angeles who are fighting to make Los Angeles a safer place to ride a bike. And it looks at it through um, community nonprofit groups like the uh, Bicycle Kitchen. And it also looks at it through the lens of um, Ciclovia, um, modeled off of uh, obviously the Ciclovia Bogota. And uh, it also looks at uh, the pitfalls and the dangers of, of hit and runs in Los Angeles and, and, and you know, the dangers of, of riding bikes uh, in this city. Well, it sounds perfect for us. So I can see why Josh connected you here. Is your, is your last name Henry? That's what came up on Zoom, but not your email. Uh, no, uh, Ryan Henry McKinnian. And uh, there's some setting on my Zoom where it, it it's a locked, it's locked and I can't change the name to the oh, no. name. So somehow yeah. it's Ryan Henry, but but some folks call me Ryan Henry too, so, so no problem. Okay. Um, well, we can have you on next week or another time. I would love that. Thank you so much. And you can hang out for this discussion. I don't know if you've seen Bicycling in Cities. I saw it, they're, they're great. Okay. I thought so too. So do, let's uh, go just go, there's eight movies. The last one I couldn't see, unfortunately, because of a glitch, but it was White Bicycle. Hopefully that's that's gonna be up. Instead, we got, uh, what the hell is, what the hell is um, Bluetooth? Bluetooth Sniffer. Sniffer. But yeah. um, to start at the beginning, who's there? Who's there who uh, wants to take us through some of these? The, the first one was about a group in Marrakesh and the short is called Cycling Towards a Better Future. I really enjoyed uh, this movie. I was in Africa, so 
you know, and it came up as the first one. I never went to Morocco. I went to Algeria. So I have a sense of, you know, way back in the day when, when, you know, how women were treated in Africa. And I noticed in this film that, you know, they, um, they, they had scarves on, but they were riding bikes and they're, they're um, taking people out on tours and the, the filming, the filming itself, the whole structure, the, the whole documentary was beautifully filmed. I mean, the, the colors were almost like desert colors, you know, mm. desert and sand and it was gorgeous. Anyway, um, just, and, and a Dutch company apparently, um, you know, was supporting them. And if that's a, that's a great, um, you know, way for, uh, you know, for people to learn a lot of different uh, techniques for touring or for mechanical uh, repair or, you know, whatever they, they choose. I mean, they, they have a lot of people supporting the women in Morocco, um, in Marrakesh, um, you know, to, to become much more independent. It's, it's more political almost than bicycling, but it's, it's awesome. It's a great little short. And I think it was about, it was three minutes, three and a half minutes, beautiful film. And, the, and uh, there was one that I really enjoyed. Um, uh, Jennifer, I was going to yeah. just go down. I'm like okay. in order just for, okay. for like some structure. But uh, I thought one of the cool things about it was they talked about how the there's this stigma about biking and they're trying to change that, which oh, we, yeah. find, we find here too. You know, we find everywhere, I guess, that, you know, people who, who you know, can't afford cars don't, you know, don't think of bikes as being uh, all that. So they were working about that, and they and yeah, they train. Yeah, they're training young people to, uh, I guess, work on bikes. And tour, you know, take people on tours, and it it they definitely want to get rid of the stigma for women and for the, you know, the level that um, you know people look at a bike as being means you're poor, and so you know you have no status. So yeah, that definitely was part of that documentary. Yeah, All right. and anyway, then, uh, I would like to just add a little, this is Yolanda, how's everybody? Um, yeah, I, I thought this was, I didn't get to see all the films, but um, of the four or five that I was able to see, um, this was probably my favorite. And one of my favorites, uh, the cinema photography was beautiful. And um, also, yeah, it is inter uh, interesting in terms of crossing the, the borders just from a standpoint of the narrative, because it's very similar to, you know, the narrative, for instance, here in LA that, um, you know, because um, a lot of our uh, folks that are not able to buy cars, and in particular, uh, people of color are brown, and black people that are on bikes that they're kind of looked down on and that the uh, infrastructure isn't improved upon so they can ride bikes. So I really related to the story that she was telling and it was also very empowering from a standpoint of it felt like they were thinking outside of the box in this film and it really pushed, you know, that narrative of how it can benefit that community and that society by offering more services. And for instance, in the uh, mutual aid um, and delivery, and also in terms of the various types of education from bike repair um, and just the social engagement kind of areas that they can build upon. So I thought it was a great film. And Josh, if you have any 
you know, pop-ups at any point about any of the, the videos that we're talking about. You could just go boop and then say the pop-up. I would like to add, uh, I loved Chantal <laughs> in her video about Marrakesh, the cycling uh, towards a brighter future. And what I loved so much about it was that she was taking out girls. And it is true that sometimes girls are just relegated to home duties. And I, you know, I'm not going to comment about anybody's political views or social views, but obviously she doesn't think that. And taking girls out to let them try something they've never done before is incredibly empowering. It can change your whole life. In addition, with a bicycle, as we all know, you can go farther. You have a lot more independence. You can go see a fountain that you hadn't seen before or a beautiful building or go to the library and bring books back with you that you couldn't carry before. So it makes all the difference in the world. I absolutely loved that video. And I'm so happy that she took the time to film what she was doing so the rest of us can donate. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks. That was Lynn Ingram. Yeah. Hi, Lynn. Hi. Right? Yes, that was me. Sorry about the audio. I don't have my headset on. So it's, uh, I sound like I'm far away. Sorry about that. On time, no see, Lynn. Okay, <laughs> I see you on Facebook. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. I see you too. <laughs> I'm, having a, I'm having a Chardonnay because it's a film festival. So I <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, hey, Marvin. Yeah. Do you see that first one? Yeah, I did. I, actually, I feel like I've seen it before, even before um, this this uh, film festival. But yeah, I liked it. One thing that, that came to mind, and especially now that we were talking about it right now, um, they, I thought of the, if you guys are familiar with um, the Mama Agatha story from Amsterdam, of the lady who teaches immigrant women to to ride there in Amsterdam, which is, which is intriguing from the standpoint that there are a lot of Moroccan immigrants in the Netherlands as well. So... <laughs> But it's it's good to see the the um, the participation and the, the sharing of knowledge and the sharing of of the freedom of biking. And like we were saying, it you know really opens up your opportunities. I mean, I personally haven't been to to Morocco or anywhere in Africa actually, but I, I know I've seen a couple things like this of, of Morocco and also of of similar of um, the the Sahara region, or I guess the Mediterranean coast countries, like there in Egypt and stuff. And it, it, it's good to see that there's some some work in this this uh, side of it. I, I know I've seen another film, maybe it's the other film I'm thinking of that, uh, about a, a group of, I think it was a bicycling film actually, from the company Bicycling Magazine. They were talking about a vacation they took there where they went and climbed, and you go and you climb like the tallest mountain in Morocco or something. But it, it reminded me of that. And I thought it was a good one, yeah. Just nice and short, but it, it got a, a good message across and you find out what they're doing. So I think we're hearing a lot about uh, freedom, access, these things that are really associated with the bicycle. And then, uh, thanks everyone. That was, that was great feedback. What do you think, Josh? Pretty good feedback? Yeah, Josh. That was great. Yeah, thanks. Um, next one, High Wheel. That was about, uh, I should read the, a group of penny farthing enthusiasts bring delight and old school charm to the streets of London. 
that was great to watch, you know, those guys dressed up in, I don't know what kind of suits they were, but, or what kind of style that was. Reminded me of the Tweed ride, but it wasn't Tweed. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I really loved the, uh, the way everything was in their gray tones. You know, they kept it looking kind of old, very, you know, past century. And they used the, I didn't realize they used that bike for polo, you know, and uh, they were, there was one crazy guy, he was a helicopter pilot. My father was a pilot, so I guess I kind of vibed with him, but he made some crazy remarks about uh, riding the penny farthing was more dangerous than sex. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you know, it was, well, it was like such a contrast to the first film, you know, Marrakesh film, where, you know, people were really sensitive to the, the young women. And then he's making this, you know, and it was kind of a masculine uh, film, but I really, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed the history of it. Did you think of juxtaposing the masculine to the feminine there, Josh? I it had not occurred to me, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but it's a good point. I mean, that's, uh, that's a great, that's a great point about programming. Um, they're both three minutes and they're both, um, they're both kind of a more cinematic feel than sometimes we get with bike films. Um, and the color, the color, you're very astute to point out the color of the, the cinematographers and directors of photography are choosing with both films, kind of the desert and then the gray. Um, so those, those are both, yeah. But that guy did strike me as strange and he didn't, he didn't remind me of my father. So it wasn't as endearing. I'm glad mm -hmm. that you found it endearing. An endearing crassness is what we strive for, if any crassness at all. Uh, Jennifer is a photographer. So that's why she talks about, or maybe that's not why, but yeah, it's fitting that you talk about the, the colors like that. Anyone else about uh, the, the Penny Farthing movie? I did love it. I loved it because they were preserving the bikes and those clothes looked like those were authentic reproductions, maybe even some found items, but they looked like real authentic reproductions of clothing of the time. So that was really interesting. Um, and I, just a side note, I'm involved with bicycle racing. And one of our big races in Southern California that I work with is the Manhattan Beach Grand Prix. Literally every year, a group of guys asks me if they can do a couple of laps on their penny farthings every year. And I keep saying, no, we can't sanction that bike on a race. We have to find some insurance for you. And I don't think USA Cycling is going to give it to us. But uh, there is a group, apparently, uh, uh, maybe a worldwide group of people that are preserving those bikes, which is wonderful. I understand you have to have all core to ride those things. <laughs> all core, yeah. Anybody ever come across penny farthing riders? I did once, and it was—it's like seeing an elephant. <laughs> yes, I know. I know a penny farthing rider. Uh, my friend's uh, brother-in-law rides penny farthings on the midnight riders rides. Wow, they're cool. Yes, I've seen them in the LA streets. Absolutely. I want to get a penny farthing. I haven't seen that money yet. But there, I know there's a company. I think it's in Oakland that makes them. You want you got to get that penny farthing money. Yeah, they're like two grand. I mean, they're they're different bikes. You know, bikes are more expensive. You can group sets are more expensive than that, and you want them to be so they're not that expensive actually. In the bike, but they world. have like they have like sports penny farthings. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get. I'm not going too crazy. I'm 
Well, I'm sure like any bike, you can spend as much money on it as you want, but it seems like in the grand scheme of biking, they're not, in the biking world, they're not massively expensive compared to other bikes you can get. It's kind of an ironic title, Penny Farthing, because it's no money at all in England. <laughs> a penny and a farthing. It's not well, even a dollar, you know? That's very interesting. <laughs> is that why well, they called it that? Because they were trying to sell it as being a cheap? I don't no, know. No, they're named because the, the penny and the farthing are two different size coins. Oh. That's why uh, you're on, Martin. <laughs> That's why you're on tonight. <laughs> uh, okay, we got to move along. The next one is uh, there and then a love story to the track bike and a community that has formed around it. This reminded me of Wolfpack Hustle. Yeah, me too. When I watched it, I thought of what you were saying the other last week, Don. You were talking about that hydro, what were you, hyper, hyper, what? Hypermiling. Smiling, yeah. That I thought about you when I was watching that film. Well, I don't know what because hypermiling you do in a car, right? Well, no, but he was taught the, the guy was talking about how there are no brakes and you can't you have to be told I mean I can't even imagine riding it myself. So no brakes and you, you know you have to be flowing the whole time. And I forgot he just he was it was into some sort of a flow to get through the town and he was speeding through the town you know um he was figuring out how to ride without braking and i thought that's what dawn was kind of alluding yeah to. you 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 anticipate especially when you're riding fixed gear you have to really learn to anticipate what's happening you have to see the scene unfold in front of you and and uh plan ahead and that goes with hypermiling as well so yeah, and he was talking. Yeah, he was talking about the lights. How they figured out the lights, and then they have a big crew, a big group of people that they meet with, and it's quite. It was really. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a great film. Yeah, yeah. it was. Um, it almost felt like a short memoir, you know, yeah. um, which really um, kind of the the narrative was very clear where this experience was coming from. Whereas I didn't feel that as much from the high uh, will, I felt like I wanted to hear more narratives. Um, I love the idea of, of connecting with history, but I wanted to know more and I wanted to maybe hear the narratives of the other bike riders. In this film, um, there and then, it was very clear who was telling the story and it was based on his personal experience. And it actually brought back memories uh, for me of, of riding with a bike group, Lynn, um, with City of Bicycles, just from the standpoint of the group riding and that camaraderie, you know, and, and the feeling yeah. of, um, of kind of that togetherness moving in motion. But I actually learned something too, you know, there was kind of like this educational um, segments kind of going in and out as they were doing the still shots, if you will, or slow shots of the bike parts that he was naming. So it was almost as if this, it was about his relationship really, you know, with this bike and, and how much he loves the, this bike and the experience, like a love story actually. Um, and so I, I, I really liked it. I think even the sound, you know, um, that was connected with the film for all bike riders could really connect you to your own personal experience of riding. Um, so definitely thumbs up 
um, on this um, on many respects from education um, to the experience of riding in nature to moving around in our urban cities and also really kind of what to look for when you're, if you get a track bike and kind of the beginning, you know, tips or guides to how you have to think about um, your relationship with riding on a bike like that, as opposed to one with brakes. Um, Did anybody, sorry. Did you vote? Cause I noticed after I'd watched them all that you, there was a voting. Oh no, I didn't see that. Give I didn't a, you I could give a through, was it a through F? Uh -oh. right. Well, you know, I would like to add to the there and then the camera on board the bike was fantastic because yes. it was the ride. It was you getting your eyes right there on the street. You felt the ride. You felt the traffic and it flowed beautifully. It was so exciting. I wanted to jump on my bike. And um, what I liked so much about what this guy was talking about was the relationship, the love relationship. And it is true. If your whole day is rotten, the bike ride can just smooth all of that out. And a lot of people need to identify with that right now. Um, I'm sure a lot of us have been riding more lately than we have in a long time because we don't punch a clock the way we were uh, even you know a year ago. So the, the world is out on their bikes and if they are not on their bikes, this video, this movie short will get them on a bike for sure. I absolutely loved it. And I'm glad he called those bikes track bikes and not fixies because that is truly what they are. They're track bikes. <laughs> Regulation bikes that you buy that are suitable for riding on the racetrack. And I used to ride the velodrome all the time. It's a whole different world. You're on fast forward. You have to anticipate what's going on in front and behind you. So it's, and the shots were beautiful. Just absolutely beautiful. I loved it. I think that was my favorite. <laughs> Thank you, Lynn. Marvin, did you see that? Yeah, I took a look at that one too. I, um, I mean, I used to ride a not a track bike, but just a fixie for a while. So, but I didn't have. I I, I do have brakes on my bike, but I don't. I, I know I've seen some guys riding bikes without brakes on them, and I, I can't do it. I think one thing. I think you have to have the one hand brake on it in in Los Angeles or in California. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I Legally think that, in the state of California, you're supposed to, your bike has to have a brake that will bring it to a skid with the, from 12 mile per hour on flat ground, so. Oh. So there, it's, it really, you legally have to have a brake, is what? Yes. You know, you wasn't, yeah. yeah. wasn't, wasn't there no. an argument from years ago, you guys probably remember better than me, about someone who had a stick, that they carried a stick with them and they, and when the officer asked them where their brake was, they put the stick in their bike to break it. Yeah, I don't know that. I've never heard of that one. <laughs> no, no urban, heard that one? urban legend. <laughs> urban legend, all right. Um, well, one thing I just wanted to bring up was that one of the things he talked about, uh, in addition to, well, he did say that the track people would tell him, like, what are you doing with, with no brakes? You need a brake. And that was actually you know he enjoyed being able to just do things that that people said he couldn't do but also he talked about when he would go on these rides he would have this nervousness and he said it wasn't a uh, an excitement it was like a fear but that it went away when he started the ride but then you could see why he might have that nervousness is because it's one of those rides where you drop you can get dropped 
Right. And uh, mm -hmm. that always seemed to me, I know they do that at Wolfpack Hustle, Don, Don's Ride. It always seemed kind of ruthless to me. Well, but I get mini race. <laughs> Every group ride is a little bit of a race. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's what it is, unless someone tells you it's a no drop ride. <laughs> right, right. That's true. Yeah. Uh, next one, if, if nobody has anything else on that, is uh, this really stood out to me. It's uh, called The Age of Automobility. And the description is the fight for safe biking infrastructure is turned into a classic 80s video game. And so it really had the look and feel of a, of a video game, like one of the clunky early video games. And it was a, a bicyclist on a, it looked like a, well, I guess it was just a road, but it almost looked like a freeway. And there is this evil car company called Edison. And there are these three henchmen from Edison and they each have a car. And then at the beginning it says, um, you choose your level or it chooses the level. And it, it, the levels were local change, doable or system change, impossible. And it chose system change. So, you know, you're doing the, the hardest level. And then uh, the, they have these powers that they activate. Like the, the, the bad guy uses privatized power and he gets these coins that drop into him. And then he uh, reduces the quality of the road so that it makes it harder to bike. And then, but then the, the cyclist uses tactical graffiti power to make a bike lane. I could go on and on because I, I took notes on this one, but anybody else? I think I need to watch it a couple more times. <laughs> um, but I definitely got that it um, was dealing with infrastructure um, and, you know, the motorists that don't like bicyclists and kind of this, in, obviously, in this game format. So it's just kind of a fun way of this combating that's going back and forth from the gravel roads, which I can think, well, okay, well, that's in the disenfranchised part of town, uh, but that just so happened to be dropped in um, on this game. And, um, but then the big crack and the, or the was, you know, like ship or however that, you know, divided into two, that one kind of lost because I was like, I thought maybe he, the bicycle is going to kind of do an evil Knievel and jump over this gap, but he, the bicycle is actually hopped onto the ship. So it's like, well, where is he going? Is he going after the motorist? Is he going to get revenge? So, you know, it kind of left me wondering what is next and the to be continued. <laughs> like, I'm going to have to watch that again. Yeah, I agree. It was that was confusing that part, but I did. I liked what they were talking about. Um, you know, privatization. It seems like a big word right now in politics, and you know, diverting money from the local economy. And I was thinking, huh, I hadn't thought of privatization as diverting money from the local economy. It was a big for me. That was a big uh, wake up. Uh, you know, uh, comment in that film. And there were a lot, I thought, you know, the idea of the tactic, like um, Nick said, the tactical graffiti, because we, we're doing that, you know, we keep doing stuff like that. So um, it's really nice to punch out these kind of ideas in a game, you know what I mean? And I don't know what they were doing at the end either. That was interesting. But it, they used the word husk. And I'm thinking, huh, are they talking about musk? 
You know what I mean? Because there was something to do, you know, Musk, there was the X space rocket. And I'm thinking, well, are they attacking Musk here? And he, is he not helping us with the, you know, um, local economy or, you know, I, I was, that was, that's a really interesting section that maybe should be developed more. I don't know, but uh, it makes you think about, yeah, who, who's running it? Who's running our economy? Who's running, you know, where's our, where are our taxes going? And here we are, little bicyclists making graffiti, uh, you know, tactical graffiti lines on the street. I don't know. It was, it was interesting. It was very, it makes you think. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Musk. And he jumps on the, what, what was it called? The, the rocket ship, the space? X-Space. 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 Yeah. He jumps on the rocket ship because the bad guy thinks he's going to get away. Yeah. And he says, wait a second, you have to fix the mess you made on Earth. Oh, okay, so he was going to bring him back. Okay. I didn't hear that. Well, we don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. But uh, next was Boober. Amazing oh. movie. I, I don't know. Yolanda, can we go over or is Ade here? Well, until you say, until he shows up, uh, the next one was Boober. And uh, the, the, it says, uh, the synopsis is, Kevin Spangler went from being homeless. I'm sorry, to, Nick, yeah. you, missed, you missed bike to Dodger Stadium. Oh. That's before Boober. Thank you. You're bike welcome. to Dodger Stadium. Dodger traffic sucks. Why not go to a bike instead and skip past all the cars? And you know who was the star of this? Short. Yeah. Go, go, Gamboa? Uh, he, well, he made it. it. Was, yeah, but it wasn't Danny Gamboa. It was Matt Gamboa. Oh. I don't know if there's any relation, but it was Sickla Valley. It was Zachary Rhino. What it was, the, yeah. The cyclist. Yeah. Anybody want to talk about it? Yeah, that's a that that's very true. What he did, he 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 beat the bu metro bus. <laughs> I thought that was funny, and he obviously beat the traffic. And I think it's a great promo for Los Angeles and the Dodgers. They should, you know, really uh, turn it into a more sophisticated film, but maybe not. I don't know. It's really great to see Zach doing that, or Dan and both of them, Danny and Zach. Um, Matt. Matt. I'm sorry, Matt. Um, Matt Gamboa. We, I thought of Danny Gamboa too, but and Danny oh, Gamboa yeah. makes movies. I was just gonna say that's how I go to the Dodger game. I always get stared at, but <laughs> that's how I always go to the games. I roll up the hill, I pass all the cars and the walking people, roll right up to the front. The bike racks are literally at the gate. It's the best deal out there. Yeah. 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 I would think, I mean, basically what really stood out to me, like uh, Jennifer was saying, yeah, that would be an interesting, you know, a little bit more professionally done film in terms of, um, you know, tapping into what do you want us to see uh, as the benefits of this film? And definitely the key thing that I saw in this uh, roll around is um, the traffic in LA. And it just made me think about uh, before our COVID um, 19 days because this was our regular traffic every day. So, you know, the, I just kind of had a sigh of relief that we don't have that type of traffic right now. And I, I related it to not only the Dodger stadium, but LA in general. So, yeah. 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 I think it's a good, well, we'll see what happens in, you know, in the future with. Uh, yeah, exactly. At least for now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Well, it shows the, how what we can do, you know, to avoid the traffic up there. But how many people we do it? I know I didn't ride up there. I took the metro bus, and it was pretty convenient too. I I rode. I got on at Union Station, and they dropped me right, boom, on the top level. And I when I left, the same thing happened. I just got off the top level and went back down to Union Station. It was so simple. And I like how at the end you could you get the point of view going through these cars crossing so that you know no. just you get the sense of the log jam in the parking lot afterwards and you're like, oh that's why you really have to ride a bike to the Dodger game. Right. Um, next movie if we yeah. can move on. Well we're looking forward to that um whatchamacallit that people mover, right? Uh, Where? At Dodger? Yeah, the, 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 Metro's doing the Metro's the doing the report on it right now. Oh my God! Ooh. Gondola or whatever they want to call it. Yeah. Right. There's a gondola. Like that's kind of why I chose this <laughs> film because I feel like um, there's a lot of talk about the gondola, and that, that was featured in a couple other films that were submitted to the festival this year. Um, People mover uh, gondola, and I think the bike to Dodger Stadium. What it's really trying to show is possibility. You know, so it's a bike film that's for. Maybe not for the bike activists, but for other people who might be seeing it and saying, I'm stuck in traffic. There's got to be a better way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a great, great, uh, was great. Yep. Well, Ade's on. Hey, Ade. Awesome. Can we, can we, can we just Hi. mention the next movie though? Because it was yeah. so cool. Yeah. Um, it was uh, Boober, where a homeless, this guy, he was homeless. He was in prison over and over started a pedicab business that hires, uh, that gives people in recovery jobs. And it was in Michigan and it just made it look like a lot of fun. Well, he was, he's like a social entrepreneur, I guess. He saved his own life with a, by starting a pedicab business. You know, he was living in a homeless shelter until he saved up enough money to buy his first pedicab. And then as soon as it arrived, he was able to get out of the shelter and get other people jobs and they would tell their stories and it was intercut oh, cool. with with the the passengers who were you know all interesting in their own way yeah what an inspiring story that was right i i loved the concept of it it had a lot of heart it was just so great to see these folks who had a second chance at life it was a great film yeah, I, I, I liked their honesty, how they were able to talk about what they'd had, what they'd gone through. And then they had a mentor and a friend who really understood them. That was a beautiful part of that film. I agree. And, the la and then the last one that we were talking about was The Bicycle Maker. What country was that, uh, Josh? Do you happen to know? It was India. India. Uh, it, was, it was the southeastern coast of India. Um, I looked yeah. it up on the map. I haven't I? seen those. Yeah, I'm gonna look at those after our show. Yeah. yeah, and that was a beauty too. And that he was he had to fight a lot of adversity as well. So that was the, you know these films really they were excellent. I don't I don't know which one's the best one, but mm. it depends on what you want to use as a standard because there's cinematography and then there's message. You know? Right, right. They were really all excellent. There's there's one more film. I apologize. There's a glitch but you can still watch it for the next seven days. Oh, great. Um, it's called White Bicycle. It's about Mexico City and uh, the ghost bikes, which 
we're oh. tragically all too familiar with. Yes. And um, Ryan's film also spoke a little bit about the ghost bikes in Los Angeles, but this one's called Bicicleta Blanca, uh, about the culture of ghost bikes in Mexico City and, and how the community there responds. Um, so I highly recommend it to you and you've already watched it. So it's free and waiting for you for seven days. Nice. Thank you, Josh, for this opportunity. Uh, any listeners, you can get this until October 11th on uh, the website, Better Cities Film Festival, and go to Bicycling in Cities and type in Bike Talk, capital B, capital T, 2020. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Thanks for watching. Thank Bye. you, Josh. Bye. Yeah. Shows I care Every turn of the pedal Cleans the air Green in the green I'm saving the planet Just like my friends Dale, Sean, Toby, and Janet No greenhouse gas A tiny carbon footprint Up your ass I'm on a motherfucking bike Thanks for listening to this episode of Bike Talk If you want to hear more Go to kpfk.org navigate to programs and choose bike talk on the bike talk page click on the archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the rss link to subscribe our twitter handle is bike talk pfk on facebook we are bike talk you can become friends and join our group 